Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Get slapped, happy people, because it's time for a new So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters is on my left and pretending to slap himself across the face. Do you know why I think we need to get slap happy, Justin? Why? Because the title of one of these movies is Misery. And I feel like in order to combat the misery, you must get slap happy. Yes? Misery. <laughs> okay, alright. Misery. In truth... I mean, I knew a little bit, very vaguely, about what this movie was about before we saw it. I knew Kathy Bates was crazy. I knew she, like, holds somebody hostage in her house. And um, that's kind of all I knew. I thought maybe she was, like, a fan of some kind. But that's, that's it. I had no idea that the person that she holds hostage is an author who named his lead character Misery. You haven't really set up the episode very well. I have not. But before we... I just, just as an aside, because this is even about the movie itself. It's just more of an aside. Who names anybody Misery? Who? Well, if you're going to have many editions of a book about the same character, you're not going to name the character Carol Smith or something. Why not? What's wrong with Carol Smith? Because it's boring and nobody remembers it. We that's just lost you... every fan named Carol Smith out there on the podcast. She's unsubscribing <laughs> right now. That's why, you know, you pick something that people will remember. Something unique. Like Katniss Everdeen. Yep. Or Hermione Granger. Or Misery Chastain. Or Jessica Wakefield. I don't know that one. Sweet Valley? Nope, didn't read Sweet Valley, but okay. Oh, he missed out. Better anyway. than Carol Smith, though. Again, that now another Carol Smith has jumped ship on this podcast. Oh, whatever. Freaking no Carol Smiths are listening to this. I'm going to look it up after. How are you going to look it keep, up? Because we keep a running jack of everybody who listens to this <laughs> podcast. Good luck with that. Thanks. I don't need it. All five of you. Okay. So, wait. <laughs> wait no, we're up to six. Wait. Let me look. <laughs> nope. No Carol Smith. Oh. <laughs> Darn. So, you're right in that I didn't quite set this up well, but I just, that was a, just an aside. I was like, misery, really, as name? It's like up there with hope and chastity and virtue, except worse. Hey, you remembered it. That's something. It's also the name of the movie, so that, and actually, I didn't remember it. I asked you, I was like, wait a minute, what was the name of the first movie we saw? You had to remind me. So, nope, didn't remember but it. But you remember that it was his, the character name of the books, at least. That's a major plot you don't, point. You don't remember a lot of things. So. I st- I don't remember a lot of things. I remember everything. Sure. Making me angry. So anyway. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this week was all about Stephen King books. Yeah. Um, in celebration of three years of marriage, we decided <laughs> that we would watch two movies about um, people killing people, pretty much. Or, you know, terrorizing people. 
It's like people who need people except killing or terrorizing. Blood. Blood. Or as you like to say, murder. <laughs> um, and I uh, love Stephen King books. As we talked about before in the podcast, and uh, I love Stephen King movies. I really kind of thought that you were going to start professing your love for me because you had segued in with for our anniversary, and then you told this like little tale, and then you were like, "And I really well, love." Stephen could you King. not interrupt me? I was getting there. Yeah, uh-huh. but never mind. Oh, now you're going to rescind your love. Speaking of misery, <laughs> I don't think we can ever say it the right way again. It's it's done. It's in the bag. I'm being tortured in my own apartment. Hey, until I break your legs, <laughs> I'm your, you in bed. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> I'm carrying your baby. Oh, boy. We're going to name it <laughs> Go on. The other movie we saw was Carrie. This is. I feel like this is going to be another record scratch movie. People are like, she hasn't seen Carrie? Sorry, folks. Surprised, or I was surprised. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast that you'd never seen it before. Oh, so now you have. Congratulations! Do I get a medal of some kind? Yes. What kind? Um, uh, I've seen Carrie medal. It's a shitty medal. It's on its way. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Factory's backed up. It'll be here in a couple wow. weeks. Wow. They're making a lot of these, apparently, that they're backed up. True. True. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, Misery, 1990, Carrie, I thought it was 70, I think it's 76. I knew it was late 70s. I just didn't know when. But, yeah. Because um, they wear short shorts, and that's just a distinctly late 70s thing. No, it's not, because we saw a guy in short shorts today. In, uh... Uh, excuse me. How Holly- do you know he... What's Hollywood? We were not. We were in Studio City. How do you know that... Studio City? No. We were in West Hollywood. We were driving to work. Yeah, we were driving to work. Wasn't it? Like at Ventura and Winsett? We- Ventura and Winsett? No. It was on the other side of the hill. And we don't even go through Studio City to go to work, dummy. Yes, we do. We take Laurel Canyon. That's still Sherman Oaks, right? No, it's not. <laughs> Either way, that's totally... Anyway, <laughs> shut up. This is stupid. <laughs> Let's talk about these freaking movies. Okay. Get it over with. Let's talk about Misery. Was Misery your favorite of the two? Yes. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay. What did you think about Misery, Chrissy? Kathy Bates is a rather brilliant actress. No? Uh, I agree. She is. And she's one of those actors that I like in pretty much everything she does. And uh, she's kind of a cool person in real life, too. She's been on our show a couple of times, and she's down to earth. Oh, name dropping 101. No, did I say I had met her and we were friends? I just said that she was, like, a cool person. It's nice when people that you admire end up being cool as opposed to douchebags. I was giving her props. I would agree. She's very non-douchebag. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Anyway, so... This is one of those things where you know going in that she's probably going to give this great performance and that she's going to be what carries the whole movie. But what's his face? The guy. What's his name? In Misery? Misery. Yeah. The actor. James Caan? James Caan. Yeah. Not to be outdone. He held his own, which I think is hard to do against the likes of Kathy Bates. It's true. He's a good actor. Yeah. 
You know what? Well, never mind. I won't even say that. What? Um, but yeah, uh, I agree. They were mad, and the movie is pretty much. I mean, there's a couple supporting characters, but it's pretty much them. It's like a play. Farmsworth, Richard Farmsworth. Yes. Dude, do you know how I recognized him? Anne of Green Gables. I know. I know, because you announced it. <laughs> I'm just never going to talk to you again. I'm going to wait and bottle everything up for the podcast so it's all a surprise. <laughs> Seriously. But I looked at it and I was like, and Shirley's not really dad, but Marilla Cuthbert's husband. I know him. <laughs> I got excited about it. It's true. He's also in it. He is. Uh, acting performances aside, do you know what I think really makes this movie work? It seems so plausible in its insanity. It's like, come on, who really, you know, as a celebrity or somebody well-known, goes to this little small town and is such a creature of habit that he or she is easily stalked to the point of being kidnapped and then eventually being held hostage and, like, mutilated (laughs) all for somebody else's benefit. And yet, it's so convincing in the way it plays out that I kind of feel like it could happen to me. Or you. Or Maggie. Why would you wish that upon us? Did I did I say that the fact that I thought it was a possibility you're knocking on wood <laughs> meant that it was going to happen? I'm just saying. Anybody listening to this podcast? Carol Smith. Carol Smith is really pissed off, right? But she loves us. So she stalks us down Witsit. And she's like... I know the guy walks by every day in his short shorts. That means that they're here. I'm going to follow them to work in West Hollywood. She, like, knocks on our apartment door. She's like, I hear that you're thinking about quitting the podcast after episode 100. That will not happen. I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) Ties us to the bed. Except I don't think she would come to our apartment because then we'd have home court advantage. She would, like, invite us over to to give us our carry watching medal. Because that's where the ceremony is. I don't get a medal. I watched it a long time ago. You wouldn't come as my support? Not if it was Carol Smith, because I know that that we're on her shit list now. Sorry, Carol Smith, I love you. Thanks, Justin, for letting your pregnant wife go into the lion's den. (laughs) No, I mean, the, the, the good thing about Stephen King books, Stephen King adaptations of books, is... He always takes something that's like you would think would be mundane, like you know this author. He gets in a car wreck, but then he spins it into like crazy territory. Like, okay, he got in a car wreck, and guess who's the one that rescues him? The craziest freaking fan of his of all time, who is literally, you know, Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Yeah, Looney Tunes is a good way of putting it. When the first time you saw this. Did you know right away that Kathy Bates was crazy when she saves him from the snowdrift and he wakes up in her house? Or did you think, wow, thank God somebody saved him? Well, yes, because I had seen the book before I watched the movie. I think my... Oh. <laughs> you'll probably, again, be aghast by this. I think my dad took me to see this in the theater. Of because, course he did. Because I begged him to, and I was like 10 years old. <laughs> so I was like, I could watch this movie. It can't be bad. I've read the book. How bad can it be? And then I came out, and I'm like... Like, poop in my britches or something. I was like, that was scary. But if you've read the book, then you know what happens. And why would it scare you? 
because she's she literally was Annie Wilkes. Like she like jumped off the page. She was one of those. Oh really? I never read the book. Oh, clearly. it was a great so. book, and you're just like, oh, I don't know if he can do it justice. This is Rob Reiner. Although I love Rob Reiner, and he also did Stand by Me, which is probably my favorite Stephen King adaptation. I'm like, I don't know. And then it's like, yep, it's good. That was great. Awesome. That's another thing. I was surprised it was a Rob Reiner movie. I was like, like seriously? Like when Harry met Sally, Rob Reiner? Oh, I mean like Stand By Me, Rob Reiner? I mean uh, Princess Bride, Rob Reiner? Right, but those are who's, all like feel-good movies. Oh, yeah, the Stand By Me. When, <laughs> you know, hey guys, let's go look at a dead body. Feel good. No, but it's still... <laughs> I hear you. And then at the end, we'll tell how, you know, our lives got shittier. One of us got stabbed. Feel good. <laughs> but it still was a feel good movie in the other parts. Like the parts where they're walking. <laughs> and the parts where they like. The feel good walking movie of the year. Stand by me. The parts where they like camp out. <laughs> Okay. They're friends. <laughs> it's true. It was 90% feel good. It was! It had a nostalgic Wonder Years feel, just with the sad ending. Alright, well, okay. I'm telling you. Anyway. Mm. Back to Muzzler. But yeah, so... Slightly, like, you know, mundane plots that just turn crazy. Like, like it. It was like... Oh, these kids, you know, they band together <laughs> to, like it. to, you know, fight bullies and this friggin' clown that turns into a spider. <laughs> I cannot believe you just referenced It. What? I love It. I know you do. I love the book and I love the movie until the end, as we have uh, discussed. That was six hours long. I can't even talk about it again. Here's my question. All right, McComplainy. McComplainy. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that nickname, Carol Smith. Would you stop making fun of Carol? <laughs> I've established that I love her. You despise her. I do not despise her. I was the one who said, hey, she's going to quit listening to the podcast, jerk. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, have you ever been so obsessed? Yes. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> not necessarily even with a book or an author. Uh-oh. He's giving me a really creepy look, everybody. Your inner Carol is showing. I'm listening to you. What, it, just with something in general. There you go. Creepy Carol? No. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been so obsessed with either a book, author, a movie, TV show, actor, actress, whatever, that you could feasibly see yourself going down the slope of crazy if it meant you, like, got to keep them or a piece of them or touch them or love them or liebe mein Amtschnicki? I know you have. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say? Well, we won't talk about it. Where are you going with this, Justin? Where are you going with this? I asked you a question. I'm waiting on an answer. Your Titanic seances? No, that's not what I was saying! I was asking you! Um... Uh... I don't think I've, you know, crossed the crazy line in that aspect no really no like we said before i like to 
spread my crazy out, you know, so it's even instead of lumping it all into one, you know, person or thing. Okay. What if you were going to Laurel Canyon and, like, you found Joss Whedon turned upside down in a car and you, like... I'd save him. Yeah. But it, I'd save him if it was someone random. Well, of course. And, but then, like, you brought him home and you realized, oh, my God, it's Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. What would you do? What would I do? Yeah. I would say, let's talk about Buffy for seven hours. <laughs> then if he were like, no, really, I have to be going. I wouldn't hobble him and, and, <laughs> and make him, you know, write a whole new, you know, Buffy series. Is, is that what you're going towards? How could you have killed Anya in the end? <laughs> you have to bring her back. Anya, of all people. <laughs> I was thinking of somebody who died at the end. Oh, no. Because Buffy doesn't die, so I had to think of somebody who died. Um, <laughs> no. Would you, no. I know. I know no, what the problem I is. Have, You're no. more of a Tara fan. <laughs> I'd be like... Hey Joss Whedon, I know I just re- I just saved you from this car crash. <laughs> let's go drink a beer, not let's go to my house so I can hobble, <laughs> hobble you. <laughs> Actually, I'd probably be embarrassed. I'd be like, I didn't clean up, Joss Whedon. This apartment's a mess. It'd be the first time that you ever thought that the apartment was dirty. When Joss Whedon comes over, you'd be like, I'm so sorry. I know it looks like a baby, you know, uh, store exploded in my apartment, but... But you here, can't leave. sit in this car seat. <laughs> I'll put you in the mama room, and then you will never leave. And, and knowing Joss Whedon, who's a smart man, he'd probably be like, you know what? They should make Mama Roos for adults. And I'd be, I agree. Let's invest in that idea. And then you'd go on Shark Tank together. Yes. Nice. I'm glad we figured this all Where out. Where is this going? Have you thought about <laughs> doing this? This is scary. Why is this coming up now? No. After three years of marriage. What are you talking about? We saw most other, other than the Titanic seance and your obsession with Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. If I could figure out a way to keep baby goose in our apartment, I might do it. A baby goose? No, the baby goose. The baby goose? Yes. What are you talking about? (laughs) Come on, people out there, you know who I'm talking about. Baby goose? Yes. What is that? Ryan Gosling. What? Baby goose. People call him baby goose? (laughs) Yes. Where have you been? Obviously not trolling the Ryan Gosling fandom <laughs> message boards. <laughs> Baby Goose? It's called Jezebel, okay. How embarrassing for everyone who calls him that. <laughs> but that's his name. He's Gosling, therefore Baby Goose. Okay, I'll just pretend you didn't say, say that. It's on the record. I didn't make it up. So, what did you like about Misery? Let's go back to the movie. Okay. Um, well, other than what I've already mentioned, which was the acting, the fact that the story is seem, seems so implausible in if you take it as a whole, but then once you go through it step by step, it becomes scarily plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... It, it, it's, it doesn't lose focus. 
there are a lot of movies that at the end of the day, you're like, that was a good movie, but there were points that were slower, like it lacked focus or it didn't really need to be there. I feel like there is a slow burn of intensity. Yes. With this movie. Yes. Yes. Baby goose. Oh, now you're on board. I agree. It's very claustrophobic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Baby goose. <laughs> yeah. It's if we're, so. Wait, if we were putting this on a poster, what are we calling it? A claustrophobic slow burn of intensity. True. There you go. Movie quote. True. We should be critics. <laughs> it's not like you know he was, uh, you know, held captive in like a really cool house. He was like, yeah, like cabin. Your, it's like your grandmother grandmother's cabin. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Out in the middle of nowhere, with but, all these knickknacks everywhere. Now that we've kind of shared our general opinion, let's talk about character choices. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I. I'm not sure I'm on board with the choices that, um, what's-his-face makes. Which ones? Well, first of all, right away in the beginning, he seems to kind of, like, show not disdain, but impatience, shall we say, Mm -hmm. with his captor. You kind of, I would think you would realize early on where someone's at, especially when they're, like, practically frothing at the rabid mouth and they're like, I'm your biggest fan. Nobody understands you like I do. Don't you be like, okay. And then start like the, the placation and the gentle stroking to kind of like win them over as opposed to pissing them off and being, he wasn't demanding per se, but being, I don't know. I don't know. Less than effusive. Hey, can I call my agent? You know, can I use the phone? Well, yeah, no, no, no. The asking was fine. It mm-hmm. wasn't about that. But, like, um, the first episode she had where she My went, legs look blue. Is that bad? I think it's bad. I don't think that happened. His legs look pretty blue. No, I know, but I don't think that was one of his complaints. Um, like, the paper. Uh-huh. When she's like, I want you to write, rewrite this and have, you know, misery be a part of it. At this point, she's already made him burn his book. And she's kind of beaten him a couple times. So, like... The crazy is out of the bag. We know that she's crazy at this point. Mm -hmm. Doesn't he at that point then just try to kind of placate her and go, thank you for this paper. I'm so grateful for it as opposed to, well, you know, it smudges and baits her. Obviously he, you know, didn't want to type the book out several times, you know, if he keeps typing out and it keeps smudging, he just has to keep typing it out. No. It's like digging himself into a hole. It's like, hey, can I get some paper? Can I get some real paper? And it, it, it was not only that, he wanted her to leave again. That was the whole thing. I know. I thought. I was like, he really wanted her to leave again. But then... I think the thing that would have put me over the edge, besides the whole, you know, beating me thing, was the fact that I couldn't type it an end. <laughs> that would drive me insane. I know. And then periodically you could read it. I'm like, but you can see ends all over the place. He's like, end this, end that. It never says ammed. Or, like, he's not using M's everywhere instead. Yeah, that would drive me insane. There was no N on this typewriter, but I got it for a really good price. (laughs) (laughs) You will like it! I don't know. I think I would have, um... I mean, yeah, his legs didn't work, but his arms worked. No, only one arm worked. Oh, that's right. 
He had to kind of rehabilitate the second arm, which is why it was such a bad choice when she left, and he didn't know how long she'd really be gone. I don't know. I think I could grab her head in one arm and just, like, choke the life out of her. You could choke the life out of me. We're talking about Kathy Bates. What are you saying? I'm saying she's a little sturdier. I know. Have you seen about Schmidt? (laughs) No. (laughs) You haven't? No. Oh. I know about it, though. She gets naked in the hot tub. I'm well aware. My question is, like... hi yo. Oh, boy. A lot of loving. Now I know who you'd really kidnap from the car and keep you in your apartment. Who? Kathy Bateson about Schmidt. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, No, I'd keep her in... I'd be like, let's go to the hot tub. Uh, Let's go hot tubbing. Because we have one. Me, you, and Carol Smith. (laughs) So, when she leaves to go and get more paper, and she's in a huff, she's driving quickly... You would think that she's not going to be gone for a super long period of time. Is that really, really, when you choose to try to get out of bed and make your great escape with one limb of four working? Sure. If you think she's going to go crazy and kill you anyway. Why don't you just throw yourself out the window? Just be like... (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think he could army crawl to the window. He just kind of fell out of bed and then that was it. Just light the whole place on fire. <laughs> you know what's bad oh, is... That would have been smarter. It would have been awesome if he had telekinesis. He could have just, like, sent the typewriter at her face with his mind. That would have been a very short movie, but yes. <laughs> but I mean, okay, like, I really thought about this. When he jumped out of bed, I was like, where does he think he's going? He can't open the door. He can't go and, like, get a phone because he can't stand. He only has one arm. So what, is he going to, like, lump out? <laughs> like... Lump himself over to the corner. <laughs> He's going to use a combination of the side of his face and his chin to pull himself You're on the on floor. The floor again. Right. I, I wonder how many how many people has she done this to before? Like, all the locks were on the other side of the doors. Yeah, I noticed that. And on her part, was it wise to get him a wheelchair? I mean, at that point, if you're trying to keep somebody captive in your house... How's he going to type? He's got to have a chair. You can lift him from his bed to his chair. That's that's, that's, just, that's a lot of work. Hey, she's sturdy. <laughs> have you seen about Schmidt? She, she's in Miss Universe. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Miss Universe is strong enough to lift somebody out of the chair? Oh, you're thinking of, like, the bodybuilder. I was thinking of, like, Diana from Celebrity <laughs> Apprentice. <laughs> I was thinking about the body. Is it Miss Body Universe? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I was She's not Beast from Glee. <laughs> but I was definitely thinking of Diana from Somebody Apprentice. I'm like, Diana's going to lift him out of bed. She's stronger than Kathy Bates. <laughs> She's an idiot. She wouldn't even know how to do it. <laughs> oh, Mr. Trump. <laughs> I tried to lift him out of the bed. She's lazy. Hello. <laughs> Nobody listen to me. It's a bummer he wasn't a children's <laughs> book author, because then he could be like, beep, 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 done. <laughs> Misery's back, 20 pages. Here, I'll even illustrate. See Dick and Jane. See Misery play with Dick and Jane. Go, Misery, go. <laughs> Sounds like a great children's book. <laughs> See, why isn't it in her collection? You're obviously doing... You're you're in the wrong career. <laughs> Clearly. Um, what was your favorite scene in the whole movie? Um, I, I would call it a sequence. A sequence? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. The whole sequence where she is out and he realizes, and it's funny because I have a bobby pin in my hand, how he can pry his way out of the door with the bobby pin and he traipses around and trying, you know, tries to take the phone. He sees her crazy book of misdeeds, all that sort of stuff, and then she's coming back. And there's this, you know, tension of, oh my God, is he going to make it back? Is he going to remember to shut that door? Is he? Gonna... And I saw... him accidentally knock over one of the penguins and he catches it before it goes to the floor and when he put it back on the table I turned to you and I was like it's facing the wrong way I knew that wow he didn't know that (laughs) he paid the price hobbling I thought that was your favorite scene you thought what was my favorite scene the hobbling scene oh yeah that was did I walk away during that scene I was like no thanks (laughs) I did something. I don't remember what I did. I might have, like, smushed my face with a pillow. Probably. Probably. Smush your face. What was your favorite scene? The Hobbit scene. Of course it was. <laughs> of course it was. She did it like she knew what she was doing, too. Like, you know, here's a story about how we used to keep people immobilized back in the day. Have I mentioned I've done this 2,500 times? Did I mention that I am immortal? I'm a vampire. I've done this several hundreds of times. You know, I found interesting, and I don't know if this, like I said, this was in the book. I assume it was, and this wasn't just poetic license by Rob Reiner and, and the movie makers. Mm-hmm. Um, there are points where, as crazy as she is, she could be interpreted as a somewhat sympathetic character mm-hmm. because she's lonely and she has nobody. And, like, clearly, this book series is her whole life, which is sad in and of itself. But then you find out she's been killing babies. And it's like, never mind. Let's throw the book, or in Justin's case, the, the typewriter at her. Yeah. Kill all the male authors you want, but if you kill babies... It's all over. You're going down. Yeah, no, it's like killing a dog in a movie. It's, it's yeah, so much worse. Down. Yeah. And um, was that in the book? That it turned out that she was a baby killer? I'm pretty sure. As a nurse? It's been over 20 years, but... Oh. Yeah. Has it really been over 20 years since you read the book? Yes. Oh my god. We're old. We old, yo. I thought you you, you were sympathetic because she had a a pet pig. She named the poor pet pig Missouri. (laughs) Yeah, but she wasn't, you know... Mean to the pig? Turn it into bacon or anything. (laughs) I do love pet pigs. If we ever have, like, a large farm space, I want a pet pot-bellied pig. You do? I really do. Like George Clooney? Does he have one? Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm? I had a friend who had one growing up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She wasn't great with the pig, to be honest, but I love that little pig. It climbed the stairs, slept in the room at night, it wagged its tail like a dog. They're very smart. They're very cute, too. They are smart. They're smarter than dogs and three-year-old children. Not our three-year-old, eventual three-year-old. Eventual, I was like, she's three? No wonder she's so big. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) Now it all makes sense. My gosh. Look at my ever-expanding belly. My gosh. Um... Yes. But yeah, really good movie, man. Agreed. She won an Oscar for this? She won an Oscar, Best Actress Oscar. Was it her first? Pretty sure. I was trying to think of what I've... Was this her first movie? Uh, the first no. Movie, first movie I remember her very clearly in. I don't know what she did before this. I think this is one of my mom's favorite movies. That is scary to <laughs> 
know it's you know my mom's what's, taste. What's your favorite movie? Missouri. <laughs> we established last week like your mom's into steel magnolias and my mom's into like this sort of stuff. That is frightening. <laughs> I don't think so. I think my mom's favorite Kathy Bates movie is probably uh Titanic. No, probably fried green tomatoes. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. What? You just banged your head against a wall. I'm sorry. You seen fried green tomatoes? I have not. Is it really about fried green tomatoes? No, it has nothing to do with fried green tomatoes. Oh. I'm kidding. Oh. Wait, is that the one about Soylent Green? No, that's... (laughs) (laughs) No? The fried green tomatoes are people! They're people! No, that's a totally different movie. Is that Invasion of the Body Snatchers? You've never seen either of those movies, I assume? No. (laughs) Those fried green tomatoes have been snatched! They're aliens! Okay, now, what's the movie where the people turn into bees? (laughs) Bees? What? Yeah, it's like body snatching, except they turn into bees, and then, like, they're, they're around, and they're like... Were you high <laughs> when you were watching this? I've never heard of this in my life. No. And they're like, help me. <laughs> no. about the fly? We've seen the fly. No, it's not that. Help me turn into bees. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I might be making up this last one by accident. I really thought it existed. But maybe not. Never mind. Okay, I'm going to shut up. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. (laughs) But Fried Green Tomatoes and Soylent Green are two separate movies, yes? Totally two separate movies, yes. Not even from the same era, are they? No, but I think uh, Soylent Green was uh, 70s and Fried Green Tomatoes was definitely a 90s movie. Why do I associate the two? I don't know, especially since you've never seen either of them. Just because of the word green? Stick of other movies. Have <laughs> the Green Mile. <laughs> green Mile. The Big Green. Uh, the Green Lebowski. <laughs> so think about this bees movie. <laughs> Help us! <laughs> We're bees. <laughs> no, it's like it's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, except they're peapod people. They're bee people. Bee people? Yeah. Like like the actual bees or like the people that take care of bees? <laughs> no, like the <laughs> Like with the vest and stuff. <laughs> no, like the actual bees. Okay. Bees. <laughs> Candyman. Oh my god, that's what came out of his mouth in the green mile. <laughs> it all makes sense. Green is the answer. None of this makes sense. It really doesn't. You're making up movies now. <laughs> I might be. I'm going to look it up, though, and tell you next time. Did you like Misery better than It? <laughs> no, Justin. I really <laughs> preferred It to this movie. In fact, let's go watch it again right now. I have six hours to spare. Okay. No, clearly I liked this movie. What would you give Misery grade-wise? A-. minus. All right. Cool. And you? Yeah, probably like an A minus, B plus, somewhere on there. Huh. Seems fair. Yes. Is there anything you would have done differently if you were in charge? Um, if I was in charge, like making a movie? Yes. Um, I don't 
No. Probably not. It's pretty good. Like I said, I was very surprised when I saw it for the first time and uh, crapped my pants. Oops, I crapped my pants. (laughs) I was disappointed there wasn't more bees. Bees. I'm drinking water and I think Justin was trying to get the water to come out of my nose. Uh, so let's move on to Carrie, man. All right. Carrie. Uh, Carrie Stephen King's first. Carrie, the, baby. The, I don't think it was the first movie, uh, book he wrote, but it was the first movie that was an adaptation of one of his books. Came I out almost with, forgot this was a Stephen King novel until you just said that. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the theme. <laughs> Stephen King movies. Not just creepy movies, but Stephen King movies. Well, most Stephen King movies have a little creep to them. Except for, like, Shawshank. That was a Stephen King thing? Yeah, it was based on a short story of oh. his. Yes. I didn't know. I think we talked about it. You saw the movie. Well, I know that, but I don't remember the Stephen King part. Anyway. Carrie. Carrie. This is a movie where, I mean, I know... I always thought it belonged in the horror genre, based mm-hmm. on what I had heard. Mm-hmm. And that... <laughs> but it was a comedy. <laughs> no, but I, I'm going to argue that I don't really... I wouldn't t- uh, term this a horror movie. No. I mean, the end scene, or second to end scene, the penultimate scene, is like a little gory. But I wouldn't like call this a horror movie. Um. And, you know, like, pig's blood plays a really big part. It's like, pig's blood! And I didn't know in what context. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of thought it was going to be a, a larger context than it ended up being. Like, I'm disappointed there wasn't more ki- pig's blood. No, I just thought that that was, like, a key thing. I mean, I guess it plays a part, but, like, that's... I don't know, somehow, like, that's what people always associate Carrie with. Pig, 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 bleh, pig's blood. And stuttering and crazy. Porky pig. <laughs> and yet it was just like, oh, there's a bucket of blood. It gets dumped on her on a stage. Womp womp. I think I'd be pretty freaked out if that happened to me. Well, me too. But um, I guess everybody has their limits, shall we say? And I mean, you couldn't even watch the scene where they got the pig's blood, so. Well, that's different. Animal cruelty, I can't. I can't do. Can't be a part of it. It's a movie. It wasn't real. Don't care. Okay. Anyway. Um, have you ever been bullied in school? Have I ever been bullied? Yes. Um, I mean, I had people be dicks to me. Mm-hmm. There's different, I mean, define bullied. Like people making fun of you or excluding you from... Uh, group activities or what the majority of, if you were in a small school, what the school was doing or interested in? Well, there was this one time when I was um, in the showers and I had my first period and I'm like, oh my god, help, help. And I started like spreading my mincies all over people and they didn't help me. Yeah, that was a huge mistake on her part, (laughs) by the way. Because even if you don't know what a period is... Put yourself in her shoes. Her crazy, you know, Christian extremist mom didn't tell her about Anything like that. Oh, I know. And she pretty much thought she was dying. I get it. But then voice that in words. Don't just run around being like, oh, no, oh, no, no, with like blood on your hands. And she, said, she, she was completely incoherent. She, 
she said, help me. Help me. No, she was totally incoherent. I remember even turning to you and I was like, I don't mean this in a bad sense. I generally don't. She's freaking out. And I said, I genuinely don't understand. Is she special needs? And you were like, Chrissy. And I was like, no, I'm asking because she's not using words. She's just like making noises. She's conveying with body language and huge eyes. She's freaking out. I have freaked out too in my life. I got stung by a bee once. There, well, you didn't really make sense during that. I did. I kept saying, get it off, get it off. That's what you thought you were saying. When in actuality, it was like, ah, yeah, ah, ah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm right next to you saying, what, what, what are you saying? You're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> That is not how that happened. We're going to ask Maggie. She was there, too. Bees. <laughs> it was a person that, that stung you. <laughs> Clearly. One of the body snatcher bees, apparently. <laughs> Might have been Carol Smith. Carol? Why are you going to be so mean about Carol? I wasn't mean. <laughs> Carol Smith is the one who caused you agony. Uh, All right, back to Carrie. Um, yeah, the, the beginning of this movie, um, uh, you think it's like like uh, Porky's at the beginning. You're like, oh, look at all these young women na- running naked. And in, in, it's basically every guy's uh, dream of how it is in the, <laughs> the girls' locker room. You're like, this is what happened. They run around like naked, just like free and, um, you know, laughing. And then, oh, there's that girl and she's like exploring her body in the shower and then it all goes down <laughs> incidentally i've never been in a girl's locker room where that's what the girls are doing i understand that hun most of the time you're trying I'm to saying, figure out how to change your clothes without even changing like it's like a i understand that okay i'm talking about that's what guys and yeah i, you I know. Get it. they think that that's what that yeah. is like the guys in the locker room are sitting there fantasizing like and then that happens, you're right. And it's like, never mind. And then, yeah. The I goes to an S. And, and instead, it's a girl that, hey, yeah. <laughs> special needs. Okay, so the coach in this movie. Uh huh. Obviously. Um, Who, by the way, the actress that played the coach in uh, reality at the time they filmed this was only mm-hmm. like. Four or five years older than the, than gir- the girls. Than the girls who were like, most of them were in their like 20s and stuff. Wow. I think uh, Sissy Spacek was like 26. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. She That's cray cray. She had good genes. Apparently. Sure. What? Sure she did. She looked really young. She looked really young. Yeah, but uh, okay, anyway. Um, the coach was. Uh, stop it. Stop it, Justin. You're being lewd. The coach was a cool character in this because she took pity on the underdog and she tried to like fight the bullies and everything um she literally like no but i was gonna say that's what i'm getting at i'm like but there is a scene where although the bitch deserved it she slaps this high schooler across the face like hard yes and And she actually did slap her like in reality oh really yeah and the high schooler is like you won't get away with this and because she's like you won't get away with this it's true i was like seriously she's gonna get in big trouble for this and she never gets in trouble 
And I'm like, were things just oh, done differently back then? She eventually gets in trouble at the end. That's different. But in the 70s, like, is that how it worked? Like, teachers could smack you and nothing happened to them? I don't know, Chrissy. I was born in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, but you seem to have knowledge of things that happened before then. <laughs> in my constant studies of... <laughs> 70s high school gym movies. <laughs> Not about movies and, and gyms specifically, but like, I don't know, if you were to ask your mom, hey mom, if a teacher smacked you back then, would he or she have gotten away with it? Well, Chrissy, it's 2012, <laughs> and I read a story a couple months ago about how uh, an obscene amount of uh, schools still do capital punishment. Like, they spank kids. Right, but don't the like parents... paddle them. Don't the parents kind of have to, like, sign off on that or agree to <laughs> I it? I don't think so. Really? Mm. I, 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 don't, I don't think they're like, you're like, oh, before I paddle you... <laughs> Let's go home. <laughs> Let's call... Hey, M- Mrs. Carol Smith. <laughs> got your daughter here. I'm about to spank her. No, but I'm seriously... Give me the okay. Okay? If a teacher would have so much as touched a hair on my pretty little head as a kid Mm -hmm. oh my god it would have been all over yeah i think my mom would have like both sued and killed the the teacher and the school like that would have been it killed the whole school it would have been very carry yes well she probably wouldn't have won the lawsuit because there would have been no one to (laughs) no win first then kill oh so, sue, mm-hmm. win the lawsuit, then kill. Yes! Okay. Now you got it. Wow. Anyway. Learning scary things all the Favorite movies, Misery. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> she, she would sue and then kill. She's a little scrappy and protective. An entire school of people, even though, you know, only one person you know, did, just the administration. did the slapping. Yeah. No, but seriously, like, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, I can't even imagine anybody poking me and getting away with it like how poking you <laughs> i meant le- i meant literally like... if a wo- <laughs> if a female teacher even pokes me my mom would sue her win the lawsuit and kill her for the poking <laughs> i think you're exaggerating a little bit much with an unsolicited pokage but if it were a male teacher <laughs> anyway bring on the poking <laughs> Okay. So. <laughs> Which happens a lot now, this, apparently. I've noticed this coach has a lot of power, by the way, in, in Carrie, that she can say, you don't get to go to prom, or, like, you will face a suspension or detention, stuff like that. There's one part where she talks about kind of a check and balance, where she's like, I wanted this punishment punishment for you, and they said, no, it has to be this. But then a few seconds later, she tells the girl who stalks off the field, well, you're not going to prom. Like, she is able to make rules for the school, I guess? Sure. Coaches have a lot of power, too. Who knew? That's the 70s for you, I guess. <laughs> Okay, so let's ask a question here. Sure, go ahead. The boy who asks Carrie to the prom. Yes, William Cat, the greatest American hero. Okay. He and his girlfriend mm-hmm. are on the same page about it. They're like, no, we want to invite Carrie to prom. We want to make her more socially acceptable, blah, blah, blah. They feel sorry for her. 
was it an act of altruism or were they somehow in on the plot? No, it was strictly altruistic. They felt sorry for her. Interesting. Yeah. Well, because she was one of the original girls who was like throwing tampons at her in the shower. Um, I don't think she was the one that threw tampons. She was the one that Carrie went up to and wiped her mincy blood all over her. And I would have been freaked out if that happened. But after that happened, she felt sorry for her. And then, um, he, uh, uh, Carrie called his, his poem beautiful that he didn't even write. Yeah. I was like, what poem? The one he didn't write, but he, you know, he's like, thanks for calling my poem beautiful. But then I she, want to take you to the prom. But then Carrie's a huge pain in the ass about it. Cause she's like, no, why? Why can't you take no for an answer? I'm needy. I'm needy. Why do you want to go with me? And he's like, Ugh. Because you like oh, my home. Why do you have to be so high maintenance? I'm doing you a favor. Yeah, yeah. Look at my hair. Yeah. He's like, because you like my home. And the way he was so kind of like blase and like this is a pain in the ass, which I not I, I did understand why. No, but that's why I was like, is this really altruistic? The two of them and the gym teacher were pretty much the only people that were on Carrie's side. And yet... Two of the three still got it in the end. Um, true. I don't understand that. Well, one got knocked out and, you know. Right. He, he was. Uh, down for the count. Down for the count. Um, yeah, the, the basketball, the, the basketball or not basketball, the gym teacher, I always was like. That's not right. That's what I thought. Because, like, wait a minute. Carrie's still in charge of her telekinesis. Like, why is she banging up on the teacher? Mm-hmm. Did she really think, like, in that fantasy weirdness that she had right before she snapped that they were all laughing at, at her? Well, it's it's kind of implied that she was kind of, like, there was only a select few that were laughing. Mm-hmm. And the other people were just like silent, aghast. Right. But she was. It was implied that she was in the right mind. That she was it like. She, she thought, heard her mom's voice in her head. She thought everybody was doing it. Right. And then she's like, "All right, here we go. Forget all of you. Shit's hit the fan now. Literally. <laughs> Big Split eyes, screen. giant eyes, giant eyes. Split screen. Crazy Hashimoto disease eyes. Yeah, craziness. Or is it Graves? Worst prom ever. <laughs> I made my dress. So let's talk about the mother for a minute. Yeah, she's awesome. She huh? brings new meaning to the term Jesus freak. She is crazy sauce. Yeah. I, and I don't mean that like if in the sense of like, don't be a religious person. Like if you love Jesus, great. Love Jesus. Yeah. But she is the type where she's fundamentalist about her beliefs. And takes every word of the Bible literally. Like, Eve created this huge problem for women for here on out where we are cursed with monthly menses. Slut. Right. And she's a total slut. And, like, first... And, like, by the way, apparently in her world, if you're pure of heart and not sinful, you won't even get your period. And if you do... Makes sense. You've been sinful. And then after that come the boys. Right? Yeah, she was definitely crazy. Beyond. Yeah. I mean, she she had a little bit of reason to be, you know, a little bit crazy since she was, you know, raped and that's right. how Carrie came along. But she, and this is still, you know, 
today like, today things so. like it's like the whole abstinence abstinence only education that's proven so effective <laughs> it's like you, you, do these people think about what they're you know thrusting upon their children it's gonna you know i'm not gonna lie they're, they're gonna go crazy and kill their entire uh i've had friends who told me they either went to a catholic junior high or a catholic high school or were just raised with a very strong um catholic or very conservative christian background mm-hmm. and I'm not kidding when I said they asked me for like they about like the birds and the bees and about women's like stuff. I'm I swear to God on my life, like this happened. Why did they ask you, Chrissy? I'm a pretty open person, and I'm, I don't have a lot of shame when it comes to talking about things that are either naturally occurring or that should be common knowledge. We shouldn't be ashamed to talk about. This is like third grade or fourth grade. Like last week. <laughs> Like, this happened last week. I'm really not kidding. Okay. I'm, no, I swear to God. It, and it was not, it's not the first time this has happened to me. It made me they think probably, about it, though. They probably asked you because, you know, you're 30 weeks pregnant. Yeah, they're like, well, clearly she knows what's up. <laughs> you know, it was, that, it would happen to be a female question. But it was a really straightforward one that you usually know, like, when you're 14, 15, and I answered it, you know, like calmly and directly. Mm-hmm. And she explained, she's like, um, I just never had experience with this because I was raised Catholic and we never talked about like our bodies or anything. And I like, don't know how this works or what to expect. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's, don't worry about it. Like, gotcha. Well, well, I take the penis and they put it in the room. <laughs> no, I, but, but I'm saying like. This is not the first time this has happened to me. It's happened a lot in throughout the years. And it's like women like Carrie's mom and probably to a lesser extent, like less crazy parents. Did, did this person have a scary closet that they had to pray and confess their sins in? No, but she's from a small town. Oh, okay. It's like a closet. I'm from a small town. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Awkward. I couldn't fit in the closet. <laughs> well, you are quite big, so, you know, that made sense. Make bigger closets. <laughs> um, but, yeah, to your point about abstinence education, if we could even really call it that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't work. It creates problems. And then we have uneducated children growing into uneducated adults who don't understand their own bodies or others. Speaking of that point, hmm. um, Carrie was the first uh, feature film of a young John Travolta. That was his first? Yeah, I think he was in like t- a couple TV movies before this. Oh. But he did uh, Carrie, and then like a year, year or two later was Saturday Night Fever. Oh, I had no idea. I mean, I knew he was in it because he told me, but I didn't know that this was like his big break. And he was a total douche. He was a... Well, yeah. He was the mega douche in this movie. Mega douche. Yeah. I'm surprised that then he got to play a leading man after that and then, you know, Grease and all that sort of stuff because usually if you, your first role is like as a douche character, your next role isn't, you know, the big break of now I'm like a leading man character. Well, I don't know. I guess he had friends in high places. Oh, Justin, that's dirty. <laughs> 
Well, I'm from a very strict Catholic background, and I don't really know what that means. News break, Chrissy. He's in the news now. It looks like you were trying to plug a straw into a juice box, and you just couldn't get it to fit. And you just kept trying to get it in the juice what box. What do you think about this recent news of Judge Volta, Chrissy? <laughs> you know, I'm surprised, and yet I'm not. I, since, what, 1990, I think, people have been saying that he's gay? <laughs> No, I'm serious. Did you note this in your diary? <laughs> no, I'm I'm thinking about like when the, the, that big sex scandal happened with his supposed lover from the 80s. Oh yeah, that's when that guy came forward. It was like 1990. Yeah. Um, and then he married Kelly Preston in 91 or 92, and everybody says that she knows that, but like she's cool with it. I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would think that if if it is true, let's just say, you know, because it's all alleged, but, mm-hmm. like, if he is gay, um, I would think that she'd have to know about it because their marriage has gone on so long now that how else would it have, how else would she have stayed? But I heard that there's also a contract that she signed mm-hmm. upon marrying him to agree to this and, you know, not allegedly. talk about it. Yeah, of course, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. And, um... Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why it's on one level it's not surprising what's going on, and then on the other hand, it is based just on all like the family turmoil that they've had to go through in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. That it's like, really, this is still going on. This is on your priority plate. Getting it on with massage guys, as opposed to like mourning the loss of Jet and the fact that you're like forty something wife had a really high risk pregnancy and. All of that? No? I don't know, man. It's pretty brazen. That's... Thank you. That's the word. It's it's not so much the, the fact that he's going to go have gay sex on the side. That's not surprising. It's the fact that it's so brazen considering what else is going on with his family. And kind of sad. Yeah, a little sad. I always feel bad that people can't just, you know, be who you are. Yeah. And the whole Scientology thing, which is very creepy and... Well, Tom Cruise has the same issue. Huh? Tom Cruise has the exact same issue as, as John Travolta. Uh, I don't know if it's the exact same issue. What do you think is different? Huh? Why is it different? Well, I haven't heard about him grinding up against massage tables and taking, you know, masseuse's hands and cupping his balls with them or anything like oh, that. I'll give it a few years. <sighs> Allegedly. Don't talk about Tom Cruise that way. All right, all right. Anyway, many years before this, he got his big break in Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. He was killing pigs and taking their blood and throwing it on somebody. So sad. It's sad that his high school girlfriend, too, Christy, mm-hmm. that she had so much power and she was such a little shit where she could, like, order people around, like... Hey, baby, baby, I really hate Carrie. She got slapped around a lot. She did get slapped around a lot. And and she didn't even, like, blink. It was like, yep, part of the course. Let's talk about hurting somebody. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, have you ever uh, wished that you had telekinesis-like powers? Of course. Yeah? Yeah, I went through a phase where I was Wiccan. What? <laughs> Wait, was this your Titanic seance phase? It was close to the same time, but I think preceding it. Was this after you saw the craft or something? It was, at, yes, it was after I saw the craft. Damn the craft. And after I saw 
Practical Magic. Those two movies. <laughs> Gosh. I had a book. You're, you're very, um, you know. I still have the book. It's on our bookshelf. It's the Book of Spells. The fudge? <laughs> no, seriously, it is. And I have healthy sleep habits, happy child, right here. <laughs> you do. That's true. <laughs> I'm going to cause a spell to make our, our newborn baby sleep at night. And my best friend, Samina, and I, at the time, would like climb the top of our sh- my shed in the backyard of my house in Chatsworth. And we'd bring, like, candles and matches. Did you have, like, a creepy uh, statue of St. Sebastian on your wall that you prayed to? Or? Sebastian the Crab? No, Saint Sebastian, like in the movie, like in her closet, she had with the arrows oh, in him. No, I don't know. I was thinking of like under the sea. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was like Sebastian the crab. Yes. <laughs> I have another confession Carrie, to make. Carrie, Carrie would go into a creepy closet, <laughs> and Sebastian be on the wall. In his Christ-like pose with arrows through him. <laughs> Le poisson. <laughs> oh. Wind. Words. <laughs> there you see her. Crucified across the way. <laughs> She's moving stuff with her mind. It takes nothing but that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you tried. I give you credit for trying. I just can't believe <laughs> But yeah, we did the whole, like, hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of the fill-in-the-blank for your sign, north, south, east, west. And then, like, powers of, and it was, like, water and... Okay, I'm gonna be quiet now. What the frick? Yeah. That is the scariest thing I've ever heard. We thought we were cool. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, your mom was, like, in the house watching Misery on a loop. No, my mom was like, stop burning candles inside. You're making the wax go all over the wood and you're ruining the furniture. Speaking of candles, did Carrie's mom, like, work at Bath and Body Works or something? Because she had a (laughs) lot of candles in the house. I think it was Yankee Candle Company, let's be honest. Yankee Candle wasn't around then. But Bath and Body Works was? Yeah, they were having their semi-annual sale. (laughs) That's why she had so many. (laughs) She's She's like, I've been waiting for this moment. Now I have to, you know... Actually, she strikes me as the type of crazy that, like, made the candles herself. Like, in her bathtub, she just stirs beeswax day in and day out. Bees. <laughs> exactly. And then she, like, puts the wick in. I mean, like, the wick in. And, like, oh lets it set. And then she makes candles. Like, that's what she does. Candle maker. We never find out what she really does for a living other than, like, evangelize. She goes so. door to door, apparently. She evangelizes, but other than that, I mean, I think she's a candle maker. Clearly somebody has to make the candles around there. Carrie's busy. Oh, wow. Indeed. Um, did, uh, was anyone murdered at your either of your proms? Um... <laughs> My heart. You said you didn't have themes at your proms. I don't think we did. Did you have kings and queens, prom kings, prom queens? We did. You did? We did. I was nominated. Really? It was awesome. I bet you I know why you didn't win. I know why I didn't win. They heard about your Wiccan past. (laughs) No, that's not why I didn't win. I didn't win because... um, Because you were 
my boyfriend and I were nominated together for prom expert. queen and king. Uh-huh. And just before the voting, uh, we broke up. Damn it! And it, and it, that's why you keep it under wraps. No, it was okay. We didn't. We weren't like trying to win. And um, my other that's what everyone says. And my other very good friend Marlena was um, nominated with me, and we have we had the exact same circle of friends, so we knew in advance we were going to split the vote. And because there were four nominees, and we we're like, well, we're going to split the vote amongst all of the theater people and choir and dance. And then when the guy and I broke up, it was like, oh, well, yeah, Marlena will take it. And it was fine. I love her. I'm glad she won. So no one was murdered. No. Did you um, dance with your date where you sp- spun like at a very high rate? Like in Titanic? No, like in this movie. Remember oh, that scene they were where- tight together. They're like, ah, ah. Look, look like they were on like a Lazy Susan or something. <laughs> Maybe they went on for a really long time. Did you notice that? It was like you thought it would go it on for thematic. seconds. 45 seconds in, they're still spinning. And you're like, I'm getting really sick watching this. This scene is going out of control. I did not do that. However, I did come of age during the big swing revolution, and there was a lot of swing dancing at my, my prom. So I was flying up in the air and doing lots of stuff. You came of age? Yes. What does that mean? Like, when I was in high school. Oh, okay. No, I got my first period at the prom during swing dancing. It went really well. Well, honey, when anyone says, I came of age during the swing <laughs> revolution, I'm like, what? <laughs> so you're a Wiccan and a swinger? <laughs> Jesus. And you're on top of your 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 shed doing seances? <laughs> With... Saint Sebastian the Crab on the wall? The more you know. <laughs> so about this baby we're having. Gosh. <laughs> it's like Rosemary's baby over here. Uh, okay. Um, when you had your prom and stuff like that, because you, I asked you when we were watching, like, you didn't have a theme, did you? And you were like, no, I don't think so. Did you have any, like, mean kids, though, at your high school that were only in it to ruin it for someone else? Or was everybody pretty happy and excited to be there? I think everybody's pretty happy. Yeah. Maybe we got lucky we went to good high schools. Maybe this was just a crap high school. Yeah. I went to cookout. Got me a milkshake after my prom. (laughs) Oh, that's a place. We went to our limo. Yeah. It's this place. um, They have, like... 40 different flavors of milkshakes. It's crazy. It's like, what's the the milkshake place on... Uh, Millions of Milkshakes? S- Millions of Milkshakes. Yeah. It's like that, but redneck. <laughs> <laughs> and no celebrities go there. Is that the place that when we're in North Carolina has like the, the LED light pig? LED light pig? Yeah. What? Like the logo on the outside says cookout and then in like... No. LED lights, there's like a pig. No, it's a different place. Oh. But I like that place too. It's a barbecue place. Oh. I thought they were the same. Are you thinking about the place that has the, um, the, like, Jesus murals on the wall? I didn't... Dude, that was the first time I ever went to Carolina, and I never... I feel like I ever caught the name of the place. I was too busy staring at the Jesus mural. And then the bottoms of the cups going, what land did I just fall into? Carrie's mom owns this place. Oh my god. 
Okay, so let's fast forward to the end because really this is, I mean the end end, after she kills everybody at the prom and walks home on a bloody mess and takes a shower and attempts to go to bed. The book end is different from the movie end. Okay, so where does the book end? The book, she like goes crazy like all over the town. Oh. Like in the book, she like kills, you know, most of her high school. Um, A couple different people survive that don't in the movie. But she, like, goes and, like, I can't remember, but she, like, it's kind of like the end of uh, Chronicle. You remember where he just, like, the guy just starts going crazy and, like, helicopters and all this. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was very, inf- I think it was influenced by Carrie. Anyway, yeah, she, like, goes crazy all over the town instead of going straight home <laughs> and taking a bath. Okay, I was going to say, well, in the movie version, she, like, just takes a bar of soap to herself. And that must have taken two hours to get all that off. And then... She and her mom have this really awkward moment where her mom basically implies that Carrie is spawn of the devil and she needs to kill her. And she stabs her in the back. I know. What What up, mom? What the hell? Who stabs her? Like, stab me in the front, mom? Don't stab me in the back. But that, so that wasn't in the book where Carrie's mom, like, tries to stab her to death? Um, again, it's been many years, but... I think in the book also that um, there's like a a rock like the the house is like pelted by rocks from above and that's how it's destroyed. While in the movie she like goes in the creepy Sebastian the Crab closet and <laughs> <laughs> it just like crumbles in on on itself because she's like like I'm going to hell like yeah I've sinned I might as well go down I might as well go down with the is house. There- were there any sequels to this? Um, book or movie? Movie. There was a movie, um, like, late 90s. It's called The Rage Carry 2, and it was horrible. I can't even remember <laughs> what it was about. I was just like, this is horrible. And then there was a TV adaptation, and now, and I think we've already talked about this, they're doing uh, a new, uh, like a, a new carry, like a remake. We have talked about that. The reboot. That's supposedly supposed to be closer to the book, and it's going to have um, Chloe Moretz, of all people, uh, playing Carrie, and uh, Julianne Moore is going to be the mom. We have talked about this. I actually, I think that'll be interesting. Really? Yeah. Because I think this. Oh, Chloe Moretz! Chloe Moretz, you're too young to be having shower scenes. Well, that, but that's the whole point. Like, the women who were in the, this original movie were too old to be playing 16. Yeah? Yeah. Chloe Moretz, like, almost is 16, so... I know. It works out. Um, also, and I know this is kind of a cult classic, so it's going to sound sacrilege for me to say, mm-hmm. but I feel like this movie still could be improved upon. Like, there, it's not a model perfect movie where you're like, it's so great, don't touch it. Well, it's definitely, you know, got some 70s flourishes that could be updated, yes. Um, yeah, it does. Let's talk about the pinafore dresses worn at prom with turtlenecks underneath. What's wrong with that? We need a new costumer. But the, you know, the underlying themes and stuff are still relevant and can be... I would say they're almost more relevant now. Adapted to, yeah. Bullying has really taken center stage in the past few years, especially with more kids committing suicide. True. And I hate to say it, but school shootings and stuff like that. So it's almost even more. um, And the director is uh, Kimberly Pierce that did uh, 
Boys Don't Cry with, oh. with uh, Hilary Swank. I, you another know another kind of bullying type uh, film. True. When, yeah. you, when you say Kimberly Pierce, in my head I knew instantly that this was wrong. But another part of my head went to Kimberly Paisley Will, or Williams Paisley. And I was like, Father of the Bride? Yes. <laughs> She's directing this? Her directing debut. <laughs> And I knew it was wrong, but I was like, this is too good. Written by Carol Smith. <laughs> She's been bullied as well. Oh, no. By Chrissy Winters. No, she is not. Carol, we love you. <laughs> Everyone else listening to this is like, now, is there a real Carol or is there not? Or are they just messing around? Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So what would be your final grade for Carrie? C, C+. Plus. Really? Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to, like, watch it when it pops up on HBO. Did you like the final, final scene, the dream sequence? Were you frightened? I thought it was a setup for a sequel, which is why I asked you if there ended up being a sequel. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because even though, like, yeah, she went down with the house. I mean, crazier things have happened in movies where the character somehow miraculously comes back. Like, pretty much, like, every Jason movie and um, Freddy movie that we talked about. Yeah. So, I really thought that was a setup for um, a sequel. I was very surprised to learn that um, that was actually uh, Sissy Spacek. That was actually her hand. Like, the director, Brian De Palma, was like, no, seriously, Sissy, I, we've got a stunt person for this. Right. We're going to be covering uh, this person with rocks. You know, let's you don't need to do it. It's just like, no, no, it's got to be me. That's so weird. It's not no, like, that's, that's admirable that she would go through all that. Right, but it's not like, all right, we need somebody to jump off a bridge. And she's like, it has to be me. Or not like Matthew McConaughey in that new movie where he's like, if somebody's going to strip, I don't need a butt double. I'll do it myself. Well, that's a little different. I mean, Matthew McConaughey was right. caught, you know, playing bongos naked in real life. So he has no problem, you know, stripping down. Who goes, rock pile? Put me under it. Seriously, guys. Not only that, uh, you know, she apparently, the whole covered in blood, pig's blood thing. Yeah. Number one, she's like, I'll cover me with real pig's blood. I'm cool. They're like, no, no it's okay. We'll, we'll use the caro syrup and whatever mixture. And then she's like, so methods that apparently she slept in that stuff overnight. Like, she didn't, like, go home and get in the bath, like, real carried, like, wash it off. If you could see my look at home, people, <laughs> it's like a mixture of, like, disgust and contempt and, like, incredulity. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay. Let's do it. Most actresses would be like, no, can you just CGI that stuff on me? I wouldn't say that, but I'd be like, okay, we, we only need to go so far with this. <laughs> Come on now. They make caro syrup for a reason and it's not for baking. Is it? What is caro syrup? Caro syrup's not for it's baking? It's a simple syrup. It is for baking. I was being facetious. So I would have known that. It's a corn syrup. It's not like I'm master chef or anything. Anyway. So C plus, huh? Carrie. Yeah, and you? Oh, uh, more like I could be. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely not, you know, it's on the the higher end of Stephen King adaptations. So it's not thinner. Ugh. 
You've never seen Thinner. <laughs> I know, but I like bringing it up because I know this is I'm going to make off. you watch it to see how terrible it is. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Horrible. All right. You'll, you'll be like, oh, let's watch it like four <laughs> times again before we watch Thinner. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like shtick. So we'll see. This movie feels like it could have shtick. <laughs> like bees. I want to see this bees movie, man. I'm going to Google this shit. I don't I'm think it's totally going to look it up. I don't think it exists. It better exist or I'm feel really upset. <laughs> Someone needs to green light this. <laughs> Night of the bees. <laughs> right? I know. Um, more importantly. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is episode 99. I can't even believe it. So... Big 100 coming up. I feel like we should say that there might be a delay between this podcast and when we do 100 because I don't want to give away what we're going to watch yet, Yeah, but it's going to take a long time. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And what we might watch is something that we've I've pretty much been trying to get you to watch for 100 episodes now almost, or a long time. Yeah. And, and it keeps, keeps getting pushed off and pushed off. We're finally going to watch The Craft, guys. It's going to happen. Honey, I was listening about 30 minutes ago when you said that you became a Wiccan because of The Craft and Practical Again, Magic. facetious. The whole episode is going to be us, like, doing spells and seances. <laughs> We're live from Chrissy's uh, childhood shed, Sebastian <laughs> the Crabs on the Wall. <laughs> We spent 99 episodes hooking you in, only so now we could put a spell on you, and now you're ours. That's right, Carol Smith. <laughs> Gotta, like a, we'll hobble you. On the pin, uh, what are these things called? I don't know. Pin cushion dummies. Anyway. Voodoo. Voodoo. Um... I don't know, like, uh, should we, uh, I'm like, should people, like, should we give an email address and people can send us emails how much they hate us and we can read that uh, on air or something? I don't know, because that's sad, because you know what's going to happen is, like... Nobody. We're going to make up emails. I was going to say, two people will have made it this far, because we've been talking for a long time. They probably stopped listening at 30 minutes and they'll be like... Okay, and then we'll get two, two emails. Of, two of our six listeners made it this far. <laughs> yeah, be proud, number twos. Be proud. Okay, <laughs> that sounded so wrong. So we'll just pretty much, uh, you know, uh, episode one hundred will be. Just it like- will happen if you are interested in somehow being a part of the experience, shall we say? Keep abreast of us on either Twitter or on our Facebook page, where you can like us. Because if there is some sort of interactive element, that's where we're going to kind of let you guys know. Yeah. Freaking like us on Facebook. They do. They like us. us. They really like us. No, more people should. (laughs) Justin's getting really upset, you guys. Apparently, you're not good enough. We need a larger pool to uh, (laughs) source this stuff for, for episode 100. There you go. And if you have any celebrity friends (laughs) who might like to be on the show, Jeff Goldblum, we're talking to you. Let us know. Cold blue, man. You need to make this happen. You're oh, okay. all BFF. He's BFF with anybody with a vagina. Hmm. I could put a spell on you. Spell on me? Like, yes. give me a vagina or something? <laughs> yes, and then... <laughs> Hello, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> but your voice would be higher, not lower. 
just because I have a vagina doesn't mean my <laughs> my voice is going to be higher. No, instead it's lower. <laughs> That's my regular voice. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, yeah, sure, it should be fun, man. It will. It's, Look forward to it, even though we don't know what's going it's on It's insane yet. that we made this far. We're um, not going to have a live birth on the show, I will tell you that. That would be bad. Jeez, where's... <laughs> he knocks on one. Way too early Episode for... Episode 100, baby! Way too early for that, man. Agreed. Anyway, but, um, yeah, thanks for listening, like always. We appreciate ya. We do. We love you a long time. And it doesn't mean that we're going to stop after episode 100, by the way. Don't consider this like the grand finale. This is just kind of a big mahaya for us because we were never sure we would even make it to 100. So. It's true. Yeah. It's not going to end. The party's not over. Just. <laughs> the party might slow down eventually. The but... train will might slow down a little bit, but it's still going to be on the track. <laughs> it's a little engine that could. It could. It think it, it thinks it can. Ooh. Not if Carol Smith is the conductor. <laughs> She's gonna run us off the cliff. You are horrible about Carol Smith. Poor Carol. I talked about her No. Alright, well, okay. Alright. It's been fun. We're out. <laughs>